Hey, 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 this is your host, Beulah Marie, and this is a special episode uh, that will be cross-posted to both Deconstructing Bush and the Badly Branded Podcast. As usual, my parrot, Pancake, is chirping away in the background, so I do apologize for that. But I wanted to take a moment and record this little special bonus episode um, just to share my feelings about a couple of things uh, and give a little context to my, um, I guess, my personality and why I do what I do, why I love what I love, um, why I spend time doing these podcasts and so on. So. This is a bit of a vulnerable share, uh, so just bear with me and give me some grace, if at all possible, here. Um, So some of you who know know, who I am in real life will know some of this already, Um, maybe not all of it. And those of you who don't know me in real life, you may be surprised to learn some of this, and that's okay. That's that's what it's about. That's why I'm sharing. Uh, Long story short, I love music and concerts and pop culture and all of that. And I have since childhood, I mean, I feel like I came out of the womb being obsessed with celebrities and music and fashion and all of that fun stuff. As long as I can remember, I've had certain bands and singers and famous people that I looked up to that I had a crush on that I, you know, for lack of a better term, idolized or what have you. Um, I remember in like the early 90s uh, being enamored by Michael Jackson and Paula Abdul. My first cassette single that I ever bought was Rush Rush by Paula Abdul. And uh, one of the first albums I ever got on CD was 16 Stone by Bush. And um, Bush has been my favorite band since then. I want to say I was, well, I don't know how old I was, maybe maybe around fourth or fifth grade at that point. Um, and uh, I've been a fan of them since then. Once I got into high school and college, I mean, I listened to literally every kind of music you can think of. Um, I'm not a huge country fan, but um, a lot of rock, a lot of pop, hip hop, all of that. So um, music and and fashion and celebrity culture, that's all been a huge part of my life. And I will say this, I, you know, I've been to well over a hundred concerts at this point in my life. Um, I've gone to shows with friends. I've gone to shows with my mom. I've gone to shows with my husband. I've traveled to other states to see some of my favorite artists. Um, I've seen some of my favorite bands and artists on tour multiple times on the same tour. And I know that for some, that may seem strange. You know, it may seem weird. It may seem like a waste of money. Um, But I want to offer some context into why it's so meaningful to me. Um, let me back it up a little bit back to elementary school. So when I was in elementary school, I got diagnosed with uh, an autoimmune musculoskeletal condition that, you know, I didn't realize at the time uh, would be lifelong and fairly debilitating. Um, 
I was forced to eventually give up sports. Uh, I played softball. I was a pitcher. I was pretty darn good and I loved softball. I mean, I ate, breathed, slept softball, all things softball all the time. I absolutely loved it. Um, I also played basketball and was a cheerleader and was always outside, you know, doing something active, riding a bike, trying to skateboard, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, because of my condition, I, I ended up kind of being advised to quit sports and also just sort of doing it on my own because it became very physically challenging. Um, when that happened and I started to cope with the feelings that came along with a chronic, very painful, but invisible illness, the more I turned to writing and music. Those two things kind of helped me discover who I was, especially who I was outside of this medical condition, you know? Um, and so I became very focused on creative outlets, writing, music, fashion design, all of that. And um, I really, at that point, thought my career path was going to be um, some kind of writing related endeavor or like PR or something in the entertainment industry. I specifically wanted to work in music, um, not as a performer myself, but behind the scenes, you know, on the side. Uh, I wanted that to be a part of my everyday uh, on a professional level. And so uh, I started off in college for marketing and then switched over to uh, English with a music business minor. Uh, as my luck would have it, unfortunately, I was kind of stricken with another medical condition in college and had to do a medical withdrawal. I woke up one day with the left side of my face paralyzed. Yeah, paralyzed. Um, couldn't move the left side of my face. And I was very tired, very sick. Had to get all these medical tests done. Had to take a medical withdrawal from school and um, was truly was sick for like months. And by the time I went back to school, guess what? The university had done away with the music business minor. And so uh, that program was essentially, you know, why I had even attended that school in the first place. And I was very upset. Um, ended up transferring closer to home and, um, you know, still focused on English and communications and all of that. Got an internship at a radio station, so I still had my hand kind of, you know, in the the music scene. Um, and prior to that, uh, before I left, you know, the other university with the music business minor uh, program, I had been entertainment editor for uh, their newspaper, for my high school's newspaper. I was on the the Campus Fest committee and the entertainment committee for the American Cancer Society Relay for Life. So I still very much had my hand in all of that. And then when I transferred um, to the University of Pittsburgh, I worked on air, um, was an on-air intern with DJ Bonix at 96.1 KISS FM, which um, at the time was a clear channel radio station. Now is an iHeart radio station. It's top 40, you know, mostly pop. Um, had a lot of fun, but it was very challenging you know, juggling that internship. And I worked, uh, also had an internship at an ad agency and a part-time job and full-time classes. Um, and uh, 
you know, medically speaking, my health still wasn't great. I was sometimes having to miss shifts at the radio station and um, I was finding it increasingly hard to be out all the time, you know, doing promo work, um, you know, at nightclubs after the on-air shift, doing promotional stuff, hosting duties, um, that kind of thing. And it was super cool because I got to interview celebrities and go on people's tour buses and um, all this fun stuff. But I was quickly realizing that due to my known um, medical issues and some stuff that would later get diagnosed that maybe the fast-paced lifestyle of the music industry wasn't for me, at least not during that season of my life. And so I really had to take pause and evaluate after college like what I was going to do. And um, during that time, I, I met my husband who, like, thank God that I did um, because he's been one of the biggest blessings of my life and he's my best friend and we are perfect for one another and I, I couldn't be more grateful to have found him. Um, and so I remind myself that maybe had I pursued my entertainment industry career dreams that I, I might not have ended up with him. And I do take solace in that. Um, but it is still kind of sad sometimes that those aspirations had to take a back seat. Um, because of my health. Uh, and things didn't really get better in that area. Um, I uh, was working as a school secretary while I was kind of figuring out what my next steps would be professionally. And during that time, I um, began to get chronic migraines and I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition called celiac disease. So now I have had, you know, rheumatoid arthritis since childhood. I had Bell's palsy in college. I, you know, the Bell's palsy went away. My facial paralysis left. My face is back to uh, being fairly symmetrical. Um, but then I get celiac disease and find out, you know, all about what that is. And then these chronic migraines and it just became disabling, you know. Um, and by that point, I had all but abandoned, you know, my dreams of working in the industry or anything like that. But I decided to kind of reignite my passions and started a fashion and entertainment blog called Glitzberg and also wrote for a fashion, pop culture, and entertainment magazine called Maniac. Um, and through my work with Maniac and Glitzberg, I got to fulfill that desire and fill that cup a little more of going to concerts and interviewing, you know, celebrities and visiting movie sets and all of this cool stuff. Um, so I was doing that. I was like, I was real into it. And then 2011 rolls around and guess what? I find out I need brain surgery. I kid you not. So uh, it's 2011. I um, remember that um, it was like November-ish, maybe early December that I found out I had a, a congenital condition called Chiari, uh, Chiari malformation. And so I needed um, essentially what was a brain and neck surgery. Now, a uh, little quick story about that, just a little anecdote. I had the surgery six months before my wedding. So um, that was pretty wild trying to recover from that and have my hair grow back and, you know, all the, that kind of stuff. But um, the other piece that's related to this musical thread throughout my life is I had tickets to see Lady Gaga and I was so excited to see her ended up not being able to go to the concert because of the brain surgery. 
Um, but that April, uh, I got a call that I was invited to be in the audience for one of Oprah Winfrey's last shows, one of her last filmings. I had put myself on a wait list for Oprah tickets, like out of high school, like it was like in college. And these many years later, I got the call and it was one of her very last ever Oprah shows. I go with my mom. We get there. There's all kinds of cool guests. Um, we went to the movies with Johnny Depp. That's something that I think people think is like a made up story. It is not. We, yeah, granted it wasn't just like me, my mom and Johnny Depp, but we and the whole audience went to a private movie theater and saw a screening of one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies with Johnny Depp and Oprah. Um, but the coolest part for me, uh, we were about third row and um, they took a break uh, and the next segment's coming up and they roll out this beautiful, ornate, very theatrical, fancy, romantic, gothic looking piano. And it was like super cool and edgy. Um, it might've even looked like a high heel. I'm trying to remember. I feel like it was like a stiletto shaped piano. Anyway, I knew in that moment I was going to see Lady Gaga for the first time live three rows away in the Oprah studio. How cool is that? And believe it or not, it was Lady Gaga. She came out, she did a couple songs, one of which was born this way, which given my medical conditions, um, became somewhat of an anthem for me. Um, you know, uh, she says the line in that song about whether life's disabilities leave you outcast, bullied, or teased. And yeah, I did face some um, isolation, loneliness, bullying, uh, trolling, all of that because of my medical conditions, especially because they were invisible and people didn't see them or understand them. Um, and the unpredictable nature of feeling fine one day or one hour and then feeling like garbage the next day or the next hour makes it even harder for people to believe and understand. So Born This Way became very special to me and getting to see it a few months after recovering from brain surgery, you know, in the over audience was just an experience I'll never forget. So I did um, have cool moments like that still um, throughout my my life, uh, um, you know, despite my illnesses. But I mean, there have been so many times that either my my pain, you know, my joint issues, my immune system problems would just um, kind of ruin some things for me. Um, just last year, I had tickets to both the Rolling Stones and Harry Styles. Um, and I was recovering from, um, two surgeries. I had to have a tonsillectomy and a left thumb joint replacement. Yeah, they do thumb joint replacements, believe it or not. Um, and because of like side effects from, the surgeries and medications and all of that, I was like super sick and I, I couldn't go to either show. So I missed the Rolling Stones. I missed Harry Styles. Um, I'm around that time missed, uh, you know, going to the Rocky horror picture show, uh, like a live cast of that. Um, I had to miss a Britney Spears concert once because, you know, uh, I was sick. I mean, my immune system's not always great. So the reason I say all of that is, I try to go to as many concerts as I can and enjoy as many experiences in life as I can because I know that there are times I'm not able to do those things. And I know that as I get older, 
it might be even harder to do those things um, given the fact that I still have RA and um, it has wreaked havoc on a lot of my joints. I mean, I had my right knee replaced um, when I was like 33 years old um, and I need another hand surgery. I need a foot surgery. I might need a surgery on my other my other knee. Um, so it's kind of a never ending thing. And even though I've finally found a treatment regimen that seems to be working, um, there's still joint damage from years and years and years of the trial and error, finding medications that worked, um, and, and things like that. Um, because when I was diagnosed, it, I was so young, the types of drugs that are used to treat conditions like rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and all of that now weren't available yet. And so a lot of my joint damage and destruction happened before those drugs even were around. And so a lot of that damage and that wear and tear, that inflammation and all of that, it occurred very early on and therefore caused accelerated degeneration in my joints. Um, and I know that might sound crazy to some, but when you're constantly sidelined or having to pivot or having to take or create a detour for yourself because of your own body being outside of your control, you look for what you can control and you find moments of joy and happiness where you can. Um, for me, that's music, that's nature, that's animals, that's fashion, that's traveling, that's bird watching, that's, you know, going to the movies. So any little thing that I can do that's going to allow me to experience life more fully and more joyfully, I'm going to grasp onto it, you know? Um, so maybe it seems silly to some that I have met the band Bush three times and might meet them again, or that I've traveled by myself out of state to take in their shows, or that I, you know, one time with my friend saw Justin Timberlake like three or four times on the same tour. Um, or that I just saw Lady Gaga last week and I want to see her again at the end of this month. It's not like me being obsessive or spoiled or a groupie. Like it's literally because there is no other place or time that I feel more like myself than at a live show when I'm taking in live music. Those moments counting down, waiting for the artist or the band to take the stage, that electric feeling of that and of, you know, when there's like a slower song and thousands and thousands and thousands of people are singing together, united in that moment. Those moments in life are what bring me joy and what give me that spark of inspiration those moments are literally when I feel most like myself and I don't have any other way to describe that other than, oh, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be at this moment in time is taking in this show, being filled by the music. Like, I, I can't explain it. It's a feeling of awe. You know, when people say something is awesome or awe-inspiring, it's that feeling that you know, I want to always keep chasing. I want more of that. That's what fills my cup. And I need that. P 
people might not understand the concept of spending 75 or 175 or 375 dollars for a concert ticket or you know 100 bucks for a meet and greet or whatever people might not understand listening to the same song on repeat while i clean or do dishes or hang with my dogs or whatever but it's worth it to me because music's what you know, it's one of the things that brings me the most joy. And um, I don't think I need to defend that. I think that's what art and music are for. It's for people to enjoy. It's for people to find inspiration. It's for people to come together. I think that's the purpose, right? Um, yet, you know, my birthday's next month. I'll be turning 39. Um, and before you know it, I'll be 40. And I'm at this age where it's like frowned upon to go out to concerts and all this. It seems frivolous. It seems silly to people. We're supposed to be adults and do very adult things and very, you know, serious things. And, and concerts should be like a very special treat. And you shouldn't be, you know, following your favorite artist around the country or whatever. Like says who? Says who? You know, my husband and I, we don't have kids. We have three dogs. We have a parrot. We have a little betta fish. Um, but we don't have children. So, you know, we spend money on traveling. I spend money on going to concerts. Um, and I need that because it fills me up for the days that I'm not doing so hot. The days where maybe my mental health isn't great. The days where I am laying on my couch crying in extreme pain because I can't use my hands or my knee hurts or I have a migraine so bad that I'm nauseous and I can barely see. Those are the days that I scroll through and look at concert pictures or, you know, maybe watch videos I took at a show or just listen to my favorite artists, um, you know, uh, or watch, you know, a rock rock documentary or some music or pop culture documentary. So it's not silly. Music and concerts and all of that, it's something that some of us cling to when we're having a rough go of things, you know? Um, and it's also, you know, the whole concept of having something to look forward to. So it can be really discouraging to be sick or in pain so frequently and to think about the future and know that some of your medical problems could get worse. It's a very scary thing. Um, and it can cause like a constant undercurrent of anxiety. So that can be discouraging. And if you let it become depressing, it can definitely become depressing. So having things to look forward to, like trips, like concerts, like Broadway shows, like, you know, whatever the case may be, it's very important. And I recognize that there's a level of privilege here, you know, in my words, because I've been very lucky and very blessed to be able to budget for concerts and shows and vacations and all of that. I know that that's something that is a privilege. 
but I do work hard. I've worked since I was 15 years old. Despite my plethora of medical problems, I've always had um, a job or a side hustle or some freelance stuff going on. Um, and uh, I've always kept on working and kept on creating. And so for me, the travel and the and the shows, you know, the concerts, those are the reward for the the hard work. And they're a bit of a uh, a healing balm on the turmoil and heartache that my medical stuff has caused, right? Um, it's the the light in the darkness, you know? Um, and I will say this, even when I don't feel well, going to a concert is still worth it. Um, I remember one time I had a terrible, terrible migraine and forced myself to go to a Beyonce concert with my best friend. And despite not feeling great and a concert not being the ideal situation for a migraine, my medicine started working in time and I wasn't at my best, but still seeing someone like Beyonce from floor seats with my best friend, it's a memory I'll treasure forever. Um, Shout out to Kristen, by the way, my bestie. Um, You know, also I saw Ed Sheeran like a day or two after my grandmother died, which was also a day or two um, before I was getting my knee replacement. And that concert, you know, that was a, a moment of respite from a very sad and stressful time. That was my one grandma. My other grandma, I um, was able to say goodbye to her before she passed away because of a Bush concert in Vegas. So, I mean, music matters. It can bring you to or through, um, it can bring you to where you're meant to be. It can bring you through difficult situations. Just Monday last week, I was at Lady Gaga with my husband in, in Washington, D.C., and my knee was killing me. I was in pain the whole time, um, at some points trying not to cry. And um, when Lady Gaga started singing Born This Way, I mean, chills, especially the part about the disabilities you know, um, because life can get you down and it's easy to start wallowing in those dark spaces, but, uh, we are all here for a reason and we're made the way we're made for a reason. And, um, you know, whether you're religious or spiritual or not, I think you can, we can all benefit from the phrase, God makes no mistakes. Cause I do believe that. Um, and so, you know, I'll say this too, let people have their fun. You know, if whether or not someone lives with medical conditions and finds, you know, joy in music as a way to kind of escape from all of that, let people have fun. Who cares what the reason is that they want to travel the country to see their favorite band or they want to drop their hard-earned money to, you know, meet their favorite pop star? Let people live their lives. Let people enjoy what they enjoy. Who are we to judge, right? Um, you know, and the last thing I'll say about it is, uh, well, two more things actually real quick. One is, um, a part of me also, like, I wish I could have seen Michael Jackson live, you know, before he passed away. And so that's always my other fear too. What if I don't get to see this person perform again? Right. So you want to soak it up as much as possible. You want to see your favorites and, 
and get to experience that because you never know when someone's last show will be. So that's always in the back of my mind. And then the other thing that I wanted to, to mention, and I'll end with this, is that, you know, for some of us, being at a concert can really inspire and uplift as well. There's something different about it than just listening to music on the radio or on your computer. Um, just going to several live shows recently, um, Rage Against the Machine and then Lady Gaga and then Bush with Breaking Benjamin and Alice in Chains, you know, being in those atmospheres left me so ignited on a creative level. I mean, I hadn't been writing or creating for a while. I was kind of stuck and stagnant. Um, I have two books in progress and I just was stalled. Um, I hadn't written any poetry in a while, but you know, these past couple weeks, that was refreshed for me and I felt inspired again just because of being at those shows. Um, I recorded several podcast episodes. I wrote three new poems. I came up with a new book idea that I outlined. I got back into editing my other two novels. I mean, there's something to be said for the contagious um, energy and inspiration that goes on at a concert. So those are my thoughts. That's my story. Um, music does heal and it does bring people together and it's attached to some of my very best memories. And, you know, maybe um, I wasn't able to go on the professional career path that I wanted to in the industry, but me taking in live shows and, and buying artists' albums and, um, you know, writing my own song lyrics and and things like that. That's me staying connected to the industry in my own way. It's turning those proverbial lemons into lemonade. And so that's the way I'm, you know, living vicariously through others. Um, because, you know, illness does take things from you, but you don't have to let it destroy you. And sometimes it's just a matter of finding new ways to adapt and adjust and incorporate the things into your life that make you happy. And so that's what I've been trying to do. And that's, um, you know, what music has, has meant to me. So just wanted to share that. Thank you for listening. Um, my love for music and pop culture and celebrity culture and all of that is why I do these two podcasts. Lord knows it's not to make money. <laughs> um, Cause that ain't happening at this moment uh, in time. Um, and nor do I really care if it does happen because this is just for fun and it's something else that fills my cup. So I appreciate all of you listening and allow me, allowing me to have this little fun creative outlet for myself. Um, thank you all so much and have a great day. We'll see you next time.